You're listening to Hey Bitches Podcast, episode 109. Hey, bitches. What is up, you guys? It's your girl, Carly. Welcome back to Hey, Bitches Podcast. Hope you guys are having an incredible day. It is me back at it again with another episode. I told y'all that I was coming back and we're coming back strong. So today I have another episode for you guys all about protecting your energy online, things that I do like No Scroll Sundays, The Rule of Five, and so much more to make sure that, you know, social media and and being online, especially in this digital world, is not extremely draining for us every step of the way. So I'm very excited to share with you guys Let's get into the episode. All right, first and foremost, I have talked about this probably in the last couple episodes, but (laughs) listen, February kicked my ass. It was a breaking point almost in my life where I realized I really needed to reevaluate because there was a lot going on. Obviously, there was a lot of like personal things in terms of like things that I was working through. And this is when I started the dating detox. And I was like, you know, I literally recapped this in the last episode if you're interested in hearing more about it. But there was all of that happening. And then also at the same time, I was extremely busy with work. And so basically so much of the residual campaigns from the holidays slash New Year's were still kind of going on. And it was a really stressful time because it was like large payments coming in. And like, I also moved (laughs) out of my apartment or sorry, out of my house into my apartment and all of that. And I was like ordering furniture and figuring out my finances and doing all those things. So like there was a lot going on and I was very stressed um, at that time. And like I said, all that stuff was happening in my life, but also too, like burnout was kicking my ass, like so unbelievably hard. And this also circles back to something I think I've talked about on the podcast before, but basically like I'm kind of at my own worst enemy in a lot of these cases. And it's funny because if you follow me on Instagram for a hot minute, you guys know I have a tattoo on my ankle and it says kingdom come. And so it's a religious tattoo, but it's also from a song. And like one of the lines is like, my only enemy is me kingdom come. And that's a big reason as to why I got it because I'm the biggest person who stands in my way and I know it. Sometimes like it, it just you know, I can't be rational about it. And it just leads me to spiral and have these like shitty, horrible burnout, like sessions or like stages in my life. And so in this situation, particularly there was so much going on. I felt so behind on deadlines. I was behind on deadlines, but I honestly always felt like I was doing stuff and I could never get ahead. Like I honestly felt I was like, two steps forward, like 18 steps backwards. Like it was ridiculous. So needless to say, (laughs) you bitch was burnt the fuck out. Okay. I, there was just so many, so many things happening. And then I had that whole fight and, and it just like everything kind of caved in on me and I was struggling hard. And I felt almost like I said, when I was my own worst enemy, I felt obligated to share it on social media to be like, I'm sorry, I need to take a break. Like I need to like step back and like get my life together. And that is that same type of situation because I was met with nothing but like love and kindness and people being like, you can take all the time you need. It's totally fine. And I get it. And I think all of those people are 100% genuine and honest when they say those things and they do care about me. But for me, my little voice in the back of my head was like, you're letting these people down. You are, you know, you're not doing your job. Like you're going to quit. And then suddenly everything is going to go downhill. Like that's how I was feeling in that moment. And, uh, you know, I, I do still feel like that all the time. So like I said, my worst enemy is me and like my own demon is myself. (laughs) So it's something that I, I was really struggling with in that moment, even though, like I said, I was met 
by nothing but like love and kindness. And so I literally had to message the group chat that is for like my work stuff with my manager and be like, hey, listen, I'm so fucking burnt out. I kind of want to die and I can't do it. Like, I really can't do this right now. I need to take a break. And so Kaylee is incredible. She emailed all the brands that I was working with being like, Carly needs like a couple days to, you know, (laughs) pick up the pieces of her mental health. And uh, all the brands said yes. And it was great. Like, like I said, (laughs) it's so unreasonable for me to think that people, when you say my mental health is fucking deteriorating, will be like, no, sorry, you still have to do this. Because, you know, I feel like it's almost it's like the, the, the hustle and the grind mentality and culture, which I fucking hate. And I've talked about it before, but it's so funny because I've actually never experienced that. Like, I feel like it's talked about, but I've never been in a situation where somebody has been like, tough fucking luck, like get your shit together. And, you know, but for some reason it's just like ingrained in my head. <laughs> but all of the brands were all like, yes, that's fine. Like everybody who like works with me was like, yes, that's fine. And I was like, okay, thank God. And so I took the day off and, you know, dealt with all my shit, had therapy. We talked about this already, but this like situation too, I almost kind of see as a silver lining because it kind of made us reevaluate like the chain of command. I'm talking about like in, in my business and like how things are handled. And like, you know, if I do all of the email stuff, which I was doing before, which is not necessarily to say that like they were making me, I just enjoyed it. Like I like being part of the whole process, but that was also ultimately kind of what was burning me out because I was constantly communicating and on everything and doing all these things. And then I just felt like, extreme extra pressure because of it, even though it wasn't there. What was a great thing that like came out of this situation is that Kaylee was like, okay, what can we do to like help you be less burned out and like be more productive and, you know, have more time to create and do things. And I was like, okay, we got to figure it out. So ultimately at the end of the day, there were a couple things. Um, I got another brand new manager onto my team. And then also too, like we set up an agency email. So a lot of the emails go to the agency email first before they even come to me. So Kaylee deals with, you know, things like inquiries and vetting them if they're like an actual, like something worth my time and seeing my eyeballs on or not. And it's honestly been so nice because I'm kind of at the point now where Kaylee handles everything behind the scenes, like contracts, negotiations, all of that. And basically like we'll have a meeting or somebody will drop it in our notion or anything like that. And they'll, it'll be like the end point. Like it'll be like, okay, this is how much it is. This is the contract. This is the X, Y, Z good to go yes or no. And I'd be like, yes or no. And so that's not to say that like, (laughs) I never have any idea what's going on because I do, but it's just so much nicer to not have to, you know, look through everything on my own and like reply to everything on my own, be on like all touch points of the situation. Because if you think about it, if I'm on all of the touch points, right? So like I'm, I'm in the emails, like back and forth with everybody. And then also Kaylee. And then I'm looking at the contracts. I'm redlining the contracts. I make the changes. I'm sending the invoices. I'm doing the checks. I'm doing X, Y, Z. And then I also have to create the content on top of it. It's like, what is the point of having a manager? And so that was a big thing too. Like I had to let that go of like the, the control of it all. And I'm so happy I did because I'm in a really good place right now. But this is a moment where Kaylee was like, yeah, we need to make some changes because, you know, you can't continue to burn yourself out like this. And I was like, you're fucking right. So that was almost kind of the first physical boundary that I set. And I would love to talk about physical boundaries first before we go into like online, because I know this podcast is protecting your energy online. But I just wanted to share this with you guys 
of like how I'm kind of like operating it. I know actually a lot of you guys don't have similar jobs to me, but I would love for you to like, if you could adapt it, <laughs> but, um, that was kind of the first like physical boundary that I, I set for myself in terms of like overworking and basically having no boundaries and burning myself out over and over and over again. So like the second physical boundary that I set for myself, obviously this is not one that everybody can do, but I decided that I only want to work nine to three. And I did this specifically because I was noticing that I told myself working nine to five was like the normal thing. And like also too, I'm self-employed. So it's, it's almost like I like am trying harder to mimic an employed regular type of job to like, I guess like solidify, solidify is not the right word to basically just like show no one <laughs> that I like do the same amount of work as somebody at a nine to five which is so stupid, but that's like how it was for a really long time. Except for then I was like, you know what? Like I literally burn out by the end of like 3 PM. I don't want to do anything anymore. My brain is shot. Like I just, I just don't. And so you might be like, Carly, what? Like nine to three. Some of you might be like, fuck yeah, nine to three. But I've talked about this before too, about how like being creative takes a lot more mental power than doing something like accounting or something like, I don't want to say menial because accounting is not menial, but like something where you have a lot of structure from your, your boss and your corporation and your business and all of that to be like, this is what we need you to do. And like, you know, I'm so shitty at accounting. I don't know why I'm using it as an example, but like even tax season, maybe tax season is a bad example actually, because they're very overworked. Any other like time in accounting season, you know, they have like a system of how it works. They know this number goes here and this goes here and these are my debits and these are my credits and these are the write-offs and X, Y, Z. Like they know where that goes because it's all like laid out (laughs) in a structure. And like granted, like the structure is huge. There's so many different types of accounting, but you know, there is essentially step-by-steps on how everything works. Now on the flip side with creative stuff. So for example, my job (laughs) being an influencer, I have to stay constantly innovative. I'm using my brain every day in a creative way and coming up with new ideas and doing all these things. Like I can't exactly coast and know like, okay, this is exactly what goes here. And this is what goes here. And this is what I should do because, you know, it's not, you know, solidified or like a solid plan, like something like accounting is. And that's, like I said, it's, I'm not knocking accountants. I'm really not. I actually somehow have been seeing a lot of them lately. So maybe that's why I'm using the example. It just is different. And so I was finding that I was really kind of having no brain power by 3 p.m. because I was just like being so constantly creative and stimulating my brain in all of these different ways for like a majority of the day. Because like I said, when Kaylee took a lot of things off of my plate, it opened up more time for me to be creative, which is ideally what you want as a creative. Like when you hire a team, you want them to do the operations part so you can continue to create and grow and like engage with your audience. And like, that is great, but like it, it also can be very, you know, it can be burnout inducing. <laughs> so I, that was like a, another physical boundary that I set for myself is that I only want to work nine to three because that's when I get my, my best work done. And I feel like I was just like dragging my feet 
to work until five. And it was just like not good work. And so I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I have the ability to do it. So I'm going to do it. And so now I do it and it's great. I feel like one, one of the biggest things is like, it actually makes me get my work done. So I don't really take as much of a break throughout the day because I, I feel like I'm done earlier in the day. Obviously I am, but like, I feel like almost 3 PM is kind of like lunchtime for me. So I, I just get so much work done way sooner and like way easier that I'm just like, okay, cool. Like I just crushed so many things. And I've talked about this before, but I only kind of try to do seven large tasks in a day. So that could be like recording um, an episode or doing like a YouTube video or something like that. Like these larger tasks that require actually a lot of my attention and my brain power versus like small menial things like emails or meetings, but I only do seven of them. And that's actually a lot of things, like a lot of big tasks a day. (laughs) And so it almost forces me to get that all done before three, because I know just my brain is going to be like, nah, we good. And I, in turn of this, like I literally have been getting so much work done. Now on the other side, I guess the flip side. So after 3 PM, what actually has been really nice about being done at three is that it kind of gives me more time to focus on like having a life. (laughs) And this is so funny because something that a lot of like my friends in like the digital and creative spaces, regardless if it's like influencer stuff, more so just like entrepreneurship and like working for yourself or having a flexible work environment, we don't have work-life balance. Like work is our life, life is our work. And you know, that may sound like fucking crazy, but it, it is what it is. However, something that I've been trying to do more because when I'm off at three, I try to focus more on like life stuff. <laughs> so that means like actually winding down, actually taking intentional time to make dinner. Because before when I was off at five, I was like, oh fuck, like had no brain power at all. I was just like, hey, fuck it. I'm just going to do takeout. And like, obviously there's so many repercussions to that. My body was feeling like trash. I was feeling like trash. Like I didn't want to be spending this money, like all of this. And so taking the day off allows me time to actually like wind down and like figure out my life. So like maybe after 3 PM, I'll like make a snack and like catch up on like a Netflix show and then do something like, I don't know, clean my bathroom or do the dishes or like something small where I don't feel rushed. And I feel like I have ample time to like live my life. Something too that I'm doing like when it's not raining and horrible outside has been like going for walks. So I would end my work day make some type of snack, maybe watch Netflix like for an hour. And then I would go for a walk. And it's so nice because I never used to be able to do that. You know, like I just didn't, I don't just have the capacity to motivate myself to do that because I was so burnt out. And so I have been loving that. It is definitely like a physical boundary that I set for myself. And then another physical boundary that is also kind of an online boundary is no scroll Sunday. So basically not using my phone on Sundays. Now, this is kind of like the meat of the episode about how I am protecting my energy online and all of the different things that I'm doing. So let's get into no scroll Sunday. No scroll Sunday is something that I definitely saw um, arise on on social media I saw a lot of people do it and I was like, listen, this is such a good idea because Sundays historically for me have been days where I get my life together anyways. And I was finding, you know, earlier in the year, I was always on my phone or trying to multitask or like do all these things and I like would get nothing done (laughs) essentially. So I, I was seeing a lot of people talk about nose girl Sundays and how they put their phones down and all these benefits. And I was like, okay, let me try it. And so I have been doing it for the past like little bit, probably since like since February. 
And it has been incredible for me. I really enjoy it. And it lets me almost have like a semblance of a regular life. Um, But I would love to share with you guys kind of like what my No Scroll Sunday almost looks like. So first and foremost, No Scroll Sunday is essentially like putting down your phone on a Sunday to focus on other things, whether that is like actually going out and living your life or hanging out with your friends and your family or like having intentional time with your partner or cleaning your spaces or, you know, painting, drawing, like literally just doing anything where you're not online. Because at the end of the day, like we all know we're addicted to our phones. There's always new things going on there. There's always like new like dopamine hits having, you know, their way with us on social media. And so I like Sundays because it it gives me time to kind of refocus on things that make me a human. So like reading, for example, I've been crushing a lot more books lately on Sundays because I don't want to pick up my phone. And so like I said, No Scroll Sunday literally just starts with putting your phone down to focus on other things. Now Sundays I've also kind of deemed as my like clean the house situation week. So what I will do is all of my laundry on Sundays, I'll throw all my laundry. I will do like rounds of laundry and that will be happening like most of the day, just like sporadically as the washer and dryer are done. And then I will also like deep clean my house. So these, this is kind of the time where I will do like any extra dishes. I will vacuum my apartment. I will mop if I need to. I also recently have been um, water cleaning my couch because I do have a white couch. So I do that like every probably two weeks. I will like take out my garbage and my recycling and do all those things and like scrub my shower and clean my bathrooms and clean my toilet bowls and do all like I will do things that maybe take more time, which is why I don't do them during the week. But then Sundays I have all day and I'm also not distracted by my phone. So I just do all of the things and it makes me honestly feel really good, especially too, because I like to clean kind of earlier in the morning. So then once I'm done in like the mid afternoon, I get to like relish in my great day that I've already had and like my clean apartment and it smells great. You know, you got the candle burning. It's a great day. And then I actually can do fun things like, you know, relax or crush like some Netflix or read a book. But also too, what I like to do is because I'm in this like clean and like positive environment, I like to kind of like plan for the rest of my week. I feel like I'm almost in a great headspace to be able to be like, okay, what do I need to accomplish this week? Like what goals do I need to crush? Like what's on the to-do list? And so I will sit down and I will write like a mega to-do list of things that just like are on my mind to do that aren't, I'm not going to do that day, but like throughout the week that I need to get done. So I will write all of those down and it just feels easier to get that out. And my space is not cluttered. And also too, I should point out like I'm doing all these things without my phone. So I am like so less distracted and I'm able to actually focus and be like, what do I need to achieve? Like, what do I need to do? Because I'm not constantly like getting annoyed by like pings and like seeing different things and notifications and all of that. Like I'm just like chilling and having time to myself and disconnecting. And I think honestly, that has been so good. So some of you also might be asking, Carly, like what happens when I have to post something or like it needs to go out on a Sunday or I need to like X, Y, Z. And listen, there are situations where that happens to me. Things need to go out on Sundays or, you know, I need to be somewhere with someone and do something like I get it. It's not that I'm just like, no, it's not going to happen because that that's just not what it is. Like I am flexible with it. However, with like content that needs to go out, for example, 
I literally, like, if it needs to go out, it needs to go out. That's totally fine. I just don't get lost in the scroll. So I will post. I will, like, do some engagement. I will do some stories, all of that. And then I'll just leave it. You know, that might be taboo in social media stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm protect- I'm protecting my own peace. And I am not engaging. And so that is what I do if, like, things need to be done on Sundays. I understand that, you know, in my job specifically, things do need to be done on Sunday sometimes. So that's kind of my, I guess, like philosophy on that. And so other people too, they might be like, oh, well, you're watching Netflix and you're doing all these things. One of my actual favorite things to do on No Scroll Sundays is just like discover new music. So I will ask my Alexa to like shuffle songs and she will just like give me all of this music. And it's great. And I have a, a great time. And I think that it opens me up to like another joy that I have, which is music that I don't necessarily get to listen to throughout the week because I'm recording podcasts or I'm in meetings or I'm like trying to really focus and I can't really focus while also listening to music. So that is like another little joy for me that I get from putting down my phone instead of, you know, being on it all of the time. Finally, the biggest obvious benefit from No Scroll Sunday is that it's a way for me and probably a lot of us to disconnect from social media and live in our lives, especially too for me and the other people who like it's their job to be on their phones. It is a great way to just like, you know, take a step back and be like, ah, yes, I am a human. I do live a life that is outside of social media and have a good day. I also really would like to emphasize like going out in the sun on a Sunday is incredible. Like having a slow Sunday, like romantic Sunday type of vibe is the move. And I love it. Next up on, you know, how I kind of protect my energy online is something called the rule of five. Now I've actually talked about the rule of five often. I think like, I think I've talked about it like, in the You're Not a Failure episode, a couple morning routine episodes, like I've talked about rule of five before, but I would love to share it again because it's something that I truly do live by that I think a lot of people need to hear all the time. So the rule of five is that you are the product of the five people that you surround yourself with. Now, this is not only just people. This is not just your friends. This is not just like your family. I kind of like have broken it down into different sectors in my life. So that could be things like social media or TV or your news or the YouTubers that you, I guess, absorb. All of those things, like you are the product of the five people that you surround yourself with in those things. If you're constantly surrounding yourself, for example, YouTube, I watch like nonstop home renovation stuff. So obviously the algorithm continues to serve me home renovation content. Now, if I were to change that out, the algorithm would then start serving me different types of content that I've changed it out with. And I think that the YouTube algorithm is actually a really good analogy because the more that you surround yourself with certain things, the more that it comes and the more that you kind of have the ideas around it. And it can be great, right? Because I love home renovation stuff. The YouTube algorithm continues to serve me home renovation content that I like. Now, on the other hand, let's say that home renovation content wasn't something I liked and I was like really annoyed with it, but the algorithm continued to serve it to me because I thought that's what I was supposed to be absorbing. Now, I would probably feel frustrated and annoyed and I wouldn't want to watch the videos and I would like resent YouTube as a platform because of it. I hope you're like kind of following along the analogy here. I'll kind of switch to <laughs> not the YouTube algorithm, but 
in the same sense that I would be annoyed in that situation, like I kind of equate it to, okay, so if there's five people that are surrounding me who have no drive, who have no desire to be better as people, who don't want to grow, who, you know, are comfortable being where they are, that's fine with them, but it's just not something that I want to be around. I would constantly feel frustrated, you know, like I would be like, I want so much more for me, but I'm surrounded by people who are fine being where they are. And so that would cause like a huge riff in in my life and I would become frustrated with myself and all of that. And so I would need to switch out the five people who surround me the most to find people who are motivated, who want to take themselves to the next level, who are intelligent, who want to, you know, be these better versions of themselves. And I would see my life flourish. And so I kind of keep that same energy in a lot of different things. So there was an influencer that I followed who I really liked, honestly. Like, I really do like her, and I like the brand that she's built, but lately I fucking hate her. I think that she has gone, like, a lot overboard with, like, the plastic surgery, and she's been saying some wild out-of-pocket shit that I don't agree with, which is fine that I don't agree with it. It's fine. But... I just don't want to see it essentially at the end of the day. So I stopped engaging with her content on Instagram and like stopped engaging with her content on other platforms. And I rarely see her. So now when I look for her content, I can kind of do my own like barometer situation and be like, is this content that I want to absorb right now? Or like, do I want to just take another step back and just not bother? And so that is another really good example because I just, you know, there's there's sometimes where you're like, yes, like this is great, this is great, and then it isn't, and it's fine to switch it out. And going back to, I guess, like the actual thing, like that is the rule of five, right? Like you are the product of the five people that you surround yourself with, and also the five, you know, news outlets or TV sources or XYZ. And so also too, like I would like to say, I think a lot of people think when I say this too, they're like, only keep the five people around you that like are yes people and like they're they're aligned with you and they want the same thing. That is not exactly what I'm saying. Obviously, it's good to have people in your corner who believe in you 100%. However, like I feel like for me personally, I don't have yes people in my life. I don't have people who are like, yes, Carly, this is 100% an incredible idea all with, all the time, like always. I have people who, if it is a great idea, they're like, yes, Carly, this is great. I have people who, if it's a shitty idea, they're like, no, Carly, that's a fucking awful idea. And that is like great friends. On the other side, this is kind of, I guess, like in terms of like news and, you know, what you subscribe to and what you don't in terms of like things like politics or what's happening in the world. I don't want people to think that me saying like, you should only surround yourself with five like things that align with what your values are to be kind of like a blind thing or that you're in a bubble or you know, you're not receptive to differing opinions because that's not what it is. It kind of is, it's protecting your peace and choosing who you engage with. And so that is not me saying that you should not be aware of other things and other people's opinions at all. I think that you actually really should be. However, if you like feel some type of way about one thing and somebody feels an opposite type of way of the other, you don't have to constantly have that person in your life challenging your thoughts and doing all those things. They can be on the outside. Like they can be on the the barrier of your life. Like they can still be there, but they're not your core five. You know what I mean? Your core five are the people who align with you, who make you want to be a better person, who like, you know, are always there for you, lifting you up, X, Y, Z. The barrier people are kind of people who are there. 
And they are people who are, are there to challenge your beliefs, to like make you think, to do all those things, but they're not necessarily people who have a direct impact on your life. And also too, they're not like people that you constantly have conversations with. And so I just wanted to point that out because I think a lot of people do think like having this like rule of five situation is almost like being in a bubble. Like you're constantly just getting fed like what you want to hear, which I don't think necessarily is how I perceive it, but I did want to share it because I don't want anybody to think that they should like suddenly cut off all of their friends and only keep five or like suddenly unfollow everybody and like only keep five people that they like because that at the end of the day is a very sheltered thing. And the whole like point of rule of five is to just protect your peace and your energy so that you're not kind of putting it into things that drain you. You are pouring your energy into people that uplift you. Now, (laughs) speaking of people who drain you, I would love to talk about really quick, like how to deal with haters. Now, this is definitely something that I think aligns with protecting your energy online, especially too, if you have like some type of presence on social media, or if you're trying to, or if you're just having fun on social media and things are going accidentally viral and X, Y, Z, like we've all kind of been in that situation and there's all, there's been haters like left and motherfucking right. Okay. And so my biggest advice (laughs) for people who like hate on you on social media is respectfully fuck them because it's irrelevant. Like it truly is like it costs zero dollars to be nice. And so why would you be fucking rude? That's my opinion on it. Another big thing that I share often is that the right people will find you and the wrong people will leave. And I hold this mentality in a lot of places. I hold it in friendships, but I also hold it heavily in social media in terms of like a lot of people will be like, Carly, I'm losing followers or my engagement is shitty or X, Y, Z. And I'll be like, listen, the right people will find you and the wrong people will leave. Maybe those people unfollowing you were people who didn't believe in what you were doing anyways, or you shared something that you were passionate about and it didn't align with what they were thinking. And so they unfollowed you. And honestly, at the end of the day, like that's fine. (laughs) You know, like the right people will find you and the wrong people will leave. And so that is a big kind of philosophy that I hold in my life when it comes to like dealing with haters or like people who just don't align <laughs> in my life. And I, I I kind of like hold that with grace and respect because I think when I kind of think of it that way, it's less, what did I do wrong? And less like, oh my God, did I say the wrong thing or post the wrong thing or like be the wrong person? And it's more, that was their choice and it's fine. And I know that more people who are aligned with me are on the way. (laughs) I should also preface, I had Reiki yesterday. So clearly I feel like very intuitive and like philosophical on this episode. So you're welcome if you're getting a little bit of like woo-woo therapy. (laughs) Another thing um, when it comes to haters is I never hesitate to use the block delete. Okay. I actually used to a while ago, I always thought that if I was blocking them or deleting them, I was honestly losing. Like I was like seen as weaker or because I couldn't fight and win. Like it was just, you know, something that I I didn't do. However, I reframed that mindset real quick because I just frankly don't have time to fight with people who don't want to change their opinions. And you know, at the end of the day, it's fine. They don't have to, but I don't have to deal with it. And so I have been heavy (laughs) on the block delete. I don't really give a fuck anymore. Truthfully, if you want to come on here and run your mouth and do all these things, like I don't understand why people get so offended when you delete them or block them because I was never trying to have the conversation in the first place. You were the one who ran up on me and I said, respectfully, I don't want to have this conversation and you continued. So I never, like I said, hesitate to use the block delete. 
Now, on the other hand, I also should should let y'all know that I do like to fight. <laughs> like I do. Like I don't know if you saw on social about like this whole like situation where I wasn't getting paid by this brand and X Y Z. I tweeted, "Try Jesus, not me," because I fight, and it's true. I like to engage in the drama sometimes. I don't think that is unnatural. I think a lot of people do. And I like to, you know, if I'm feeling passionate about something, I will stand up for it. However, I don't like to do it all of the time. And so something that I have to remember and that hopefully you guys remember too is that if you choose to engage, you have to understand that you are giving up your own time, that you could be doing something else that makes you happy to engage with somebody who is like bringing you down. And like I said, I like to fight. Sometimes it's a high, you know what I mean? Like it's like an emotional high and you're like, fuck you, like adrenaline is pumping and all of this. And so I, I, I definitely get carried away with it sometimes. However, something that I've kind of been trying to do more lately is almost give myself like a time limit of like how long of a fuck that I can give. Because like I said, I have other shit to do. Like I have a whole ass business to run. My job is not to fight with people on the internet. So when I get myself in like tussles sometimes, I will give myself time to engage, but like I will not spend my whole day thinking about it or being involved in it. And this is another thing that is similar to the block delete situation is that I always used to think that disengaging was losing as well. So taking the step back and being like, I'm done having this conversation. It's obviously going nowhere. And like just not replying or like literally stating like I'm done with this conversation. I think that for the longest time, I thought that was almost a form of losing. As you can probably tell, I really struggle with losing. Like I constantly want to win. This is something I've been talking about in therapy, but like I constantly want to win. And that is a big thing that shows in a lot of places. It's great in some places like my job, but in other places, when it comes to things like fighting online, it's not great because I'm constantly riling myself up. And so something that I've been working on that hopefully you guys would be able to take away as well is that like disengaging is not losing. Disengaging is taking a step back and protecting your own peace so that you don't have to give so much of yourself away into something that is not like serving you whatsoever at all. If anything, it's just draining your cup. On a more personal note of like the block delete, dealing with haters situation is that it's okay to mute your friends. And I think this is also like a controversial topic as well, is that it's okay to mute your friends. Like Instagram has that function for a reason. Like they don't know you used it. You don't have to like, you know, permanently do it, but it's okay to do it. I think I struggled with that for a while too, of being like, oh, well, they're my friend. I don't want to like block them, but I also don't want to see their shit. But like also muting them seems rude. And at the end of the day, like they don't know, (laughs) which I think is like the craziest thing as to why I was like, why am I so like bothered about this? They don't know that you muted them. But I I struggled with that for a little bit, but now I kind of like don't care because something about like muting that I really enjoy is that, so in the past, like I've used it before when I was kind of going through like rough times with people. So if I was like fighting with them or like not having a good time with them, or like we were kind of going through like a rough patch and like, this wasn't a situation where I was like, fuck you, we're no longer friends, but like we were just like working on our shit. I would mute them. Because seeing them would trigger me in a way that I wasn't able to like heal and get over what the, whatever was happening. But also too, like I didn't really find the need to unfollow them and like not be a part of like their shit because I knew like ultimately I would want to still be their friend. So muting has been incredible. I'm very happy that Instagram kind of like added that feature because it lets me kind of protect my peace 
while I am dealing with things. And so I like the mute function. Obviously, you can use it when you are fighting with your friends. But something else that I love about the mute function is that you can also do it like when people are making you feel bad about shit. So for example, um, we're kind of getting back into the season of people traveling, even though we're still in a pandemic. And I've had to mute a couple of my friends who are like are in the US who are going on vacations and shit because it makes me feel bad because like Canada is still so locked down and like all of this. Obviously, the US never really gave a fuck in the first place, but like Canada is still so locked down and all of a sudden I'm like, this makes me feel bad because like I want to do that. I want to get out of my house. Like it almost kind of triggers that like feeling that I had earlier in the year and I was like, I feel so alone and I feel so lonely and like I feel like my life is not fucking normal. And so I've had to mute people because of that. And that is literally no shade to them. That's the thing. Like they're entitled to live their life and do all those things. This is not me hating on them for doing those things. It literally is just me protecting my peace and being like, okay, I don't really want to see that. And so I love the mute button. And I just wanted to say that it is okay to mute your friends. I think a lot of people, like I said, are kind of like (sighs) over it, but I promise you it's fine. Last but not least on how to protect your energy online. I would love to talk about setting boundaries. Now we did talk about setting boundaries earlier in the episode about setting boundaries, like physical boundaries. So for example, me only working nine to three and me actually physically putting my phone down and all of that. However, I would love to talk about online boundaries. So if you've been following me for a while, you would kind of know that one of my online boundaries is I don't post my family and I never have. So I think that a lot of people actually don't really realize it. They're not like, oh, she never posts her family because I used to and now I don't. I never have. And it's just not something that I ever did. And so people don't ask. Now, on the other hand, I've been seeing a lot more influencers kind of talk about how followers don't respect their own boundaries and all of this. But then I realized that like these people never made it clear what their boundaries are. And I would love to have this conversation very quickly because I think a lot of the time people think that because we're influencers, a lot of people have 24-7 access to us and what we're doing in our lives. And like, I completely agree. I show you guys so much of my life, but I do have boundaries, you know, (laughs) granted, like they're not a lot, like, especially too, because I share so much of my love life. I think that's a big thing that a lot of people set boundaries on of like, they don't post their partner or they don't like share intimate details about their love life or X, Y, Z. I share it for all of you guys, which I don't see as a problem for me personally. My family, I don't share it. I just don't. You guys don't question me about it or pressure me for it, which is great. However, going back to what I said, I've actually, like I said, seen a lot of like influencers be like, y'all don't respect my boundaries, but like they never clarified their boundaries. And so because of that, I've been seeing more that people have been coming on social and being like, okay, well, what are the boundaries? Because you've shared with us all of this and now suddenly you can't anymore. And that's not to say that that is not applicable, right? That's not for me to say that like, you can share something and then retract it and be like, I actually don't want to talk about that anymore because you can. I think the biggest thing is just the communication. So I've seen a lot more people being like, okay, let me communicate with my audience to, about like what they can ask me and what they can't. And so, for example, I've seen this in terms of like kids and like having children, like couples who are married and together and they don't have kids. So many people will be like, when are you having kids? When are you da 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 Which is like a wild fucking question in itself. We had Alicia on the podcast to basically talk about this, but I've seen a lot more like of my friends being like, this is a boundary that I don't want you to cross. I am happy the way that I am. 
I don't need you to ask me when I'm having kids in my DMs, X, Y, Z. I'm not entertaining these conversations. If you would like to ask that to me, I will block you. I will remove you. Like you will no no longer have access to me. And I think that that is great because that is literally setting boundaries with your audience. At the end of the day, like you don't know what you don't know. And so if you are an influencer who is bothered about the things that people are asking you, you need to set the boundary because your followers don't know what they don't know. They just assume because you've been talking about it that they're allowed to ask questions about it. And if you don't feel comfortable, then you have to set the boundary and be like, nah, I don't. And then leave it at the end of the day. And like I said, you can block them, you can delete them if they cross your boundaries. However, they got to know the boundary in the first place. And so this is something that I've, I've honestly seen lately that I find very interesting because I've seen a lot more people just be open and honest and upfront about what they can talk about and what they don't want to talk about especially too in the light of influencers. Like I said, a lot of people think that they have 24 seven access to us, which a lot of them do. But you know, at the end of the day, there are things that a lot of people want to keep private or on their own that they don't necessarily want to share with everyone all of the time. And with that, it brings me to the end of how to protect your energy online. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This was kind of more like an informal chit chat of just like a bunch of things that have been on my mind. I hope that you guys like took away a lot of great things like rule of five. If anything, please take away rule of five and boundaries are my favorites. Overall, though, I really hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I just wanted to share with you guys all the things that I've been doing lately to protect my energy and just like have an overall better experience on social media so I can actually enjoy it versus like feel like I'm a slave to it. And I'm hoping that that also helps you guys to kind of feel the same way. That is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to screenshot this episode and share it over on Instagram and tag me at Hey Bitches Podcast. I would absolutely love to chat shit with you guys in the DMs about today's episode. Before you go, make sure to subscribe to Hey Bitches wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are an Apple podcast listener, make sure to give the show a five-star rating and review. It really does help me out and I would really appreciate it. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys have an incredible day. And for now, bye-bye, bitch. Bitch.